0: Consider y'all selves hashtag blessed because you've just stumbled across the Gay Agenda YYC, a podcast that spills the tea on all things LGBT and Q in the Calgary area. So join me at the Gay Agenda YYC and the squad hashtag trademark as we solve all your first world gay probs one hashtag at a time. Welcome once again to another super fantastic episode of the Gay Agenda YYC. It is I, Gay Yoda, and with me, not always, Eric's not here. I don't know where he went. I think I actually let him out of the house for once. I'm actually joined by Jeremy. No, with Jeremy, not by Jeremy. That would be very strange. Uh, (laughs) It's like uh, he's glued me together. That's not exactly what went on. Um, Let's rewind and just try that again. Hey, Jeremy. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, oh. I don't know, there, Yoda. Kind of sounds like fun. You're kind of like leading people on to different uh, ventures, but maybe considering how fun stories stuff you share, it may not be far from the truth. Who knows?
0: <laughs> well, I I should take offense. For you saying that I like lead people down an improper path, but literally I do. I think like just last night I had some guy in the back alley, and I'm like, just come over here, like <laughs> just come by the green box. Everyone knows what happens by the green box. So, anywho, <laughs> um, Jeremy, Jeremy and I are actually going to be discussing um, straight allyship on today's episode. Um, you can't, you might not believe it, but Jeremy is actually a straight man and he follows my page and I don't even think I made you follow it. You like, did you find it on your own or do you, I can't even remember how we first met, but we've been talking for a while.
1: Well, yeah. The thing is I found it on your own, but there were some things that you really shared. I think it was around last Pride or the Pride before that. So 2019, 2020, I can't remember the details specifically, but you shared something that I really liked and i thought it was like how you were being a positive voice and an encouragement for for L, for lgbtq 2s plus rights and i like that so i so i hit so i hit the heart button and went from there and well i say in some of the stuff like well 60% of the content you share i have to sit there and chuckle and laugh the other 40 is like i'm just going to keep scrolling cuz i'm sure someone yes. likes it but we'll just go from there. But yeah, no, the stuff that I really enjoy and engage with is very informative, uh, very thought-provoking, and some stuff is just, like, a hell of a lot of fun. So.
0: and I, I, I thank you for that, because I, I always seem to forget that there are sometimes, like, pearls of wisdom that I put out there that are actually mildly informative, uh, versus just making fun of gay lifestyle all the time, which is what I feel I tend to do. But usually if you can, like, wrap it all up in some strange kind of bow, you can, like, give people information that they might not be receiving. And to me, actually, it's one of the highest compliments that a uh, a normal person, quote-unquote, would come and actually follow my pages, because it's, it's very strange that you would go in and like that stuff.
1: Well, I've, uh, I'm a believer, like say What really struck me to your, to your content was just very, uh, well, it was, some of the stuff was very thought-provoking and it allowed me to open and shift and challenge my own paradigm. Because you see conventional stereotypes, you see conventional social expectations, behaviors, patterns, whatever label you want to identify, whatever label you want to use, you see them out there and they're not always accurate. And I found that while some of the content that is shared is definitely very fun and risque for some audiences, I think you're really creating a message there where you're kind of taking that status quo and those stereotypes and you're turning them on their head. So I think that is actually really important, especially for those not necessarily of the LGBTQ2S plus community to actually wrap their heads around because all we see is what media wants to portray, okay? And it's inaccurate. I know it's factually inaccurate. Sure, some of them might have some creative licensing, but at the same time, it's like, no. And I find sometimes some people do your community a disservice by portraying everyone to be this way when I know for a fact it's not the case.
0: Well, and honestly, that's actually, that's perfectly the kind of allyship that we look for, knowing that sometimes it is, it's the veneer or the sheen that we can put on ourselves, but it's also what the media and everyone else would put on us as well. We've been able to kind of shift what that looks like in the past, 50 years has completely changed which is good because yeah. at least we are able to now we can marry and some of us can raise children but a lot of most of us still will run around in our underwear in the middle of the street because that's exactly what we do i do find that there's a problem and i think we actually discussed it in some in our opening pride episode for the season that some of us feel like there is a a trope or a stereotype to live up to that is very difficult for a lot of people to do but along with what the media shows right uh so a lot like you and you get sorry i'm saying you as the straight world okay we'll see i'm not grouping you in it's just that's a big why not a little why
1: yeah uh, fair. I think you've talked about, you talked here in a few minutes, in the last couple of minutes, about how the community has evolved, how perceptions and how realities have evolved over the past 50 years. That as the community moves more into the mainstream, where people's policy-making uh, decisions, perceptions, are becoming more accepting and more welcoming, that I don't, I don't see that there's like a... A, a trope or a bubble or an expectation that someone from your community has to live up to
0: mm-hmm. cuz
1: the in my interactions with different members of the community I've dealt with a lot of different facets so some of my some of my gay friends they're they're cops some are accountants some are businessmen some are athletes and like that gamut there's a wide gamut there's those who unless they told you they were gay
0: Mm -hmm. you wouldn't
1: know it and then there are those who seriously you know what they just uh they just sashay and shantay their way into everyone's (laughs) lives and you just you just go with them you tell those queens you just go and do your thing yeah so it's even hard like it's hard for people to recognize the fact that no there's a wide there's a wide gamut and to group individuals as a collective whole without considering the various different, the various spectrums uh, is very misleading and very unforgiving. And I think at my whole realization of this particular paradigm or particularly whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it, yeah, yeah. Um, came during, um, well, funny enough, and I'll just, I'll just out myself here as a big Lee fan, Big Glee. So no, it was during the third season of Glee actually yeah, yeah. when they were, when they were dealing with the story of Dave Karofsky, and that's when I that's when I kind of figured that despite the fact that Ryan Murphy was telling a really good story, I also felt part of my head like, wow, he's really doing the gay community a disservice because they're not all like the Kurt Hummels of the world. They're yes. like, yeah, that's not accurate. And that's when it started to click that no 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 this is this is the this is the members of the community, self-destructing members of the community. And I'm like, that's not cool. I don't think that's particularly fair. Yeah, because yeah. now you're now it's stereotype on stereotype and it just it doesn't do and doesn't do anybody any good. I'm glad the narrative kind of shifted a little bit and became a lot less <clears throat> became a little I want to say toned down because that's the wrong the wrong connotation. We don't want anyone to tone down who they are. We want people to be their authentic selves. But I think what he did with the later seasons is portrayed a more realistic tell of the community as opposed to the hyperbole, as opposed to the farce, which I think in my mind it made made those uh, character developments, especially with uh, Chris Colfer's Kurt Hummel, made mm-hmm. it stronger in the later years because it wasn't so much. Yeah. It wasn't so much the theatrics. It was more about him as a person. And I found I could relate a lot more to the person because his struggles, my were my struggles, your struggles, other people's struggles. And I think that made for a better tell. And I think that helps society. And I would say, argue my community, the street, the cra- the crazy straight world yeah. help recognize that, you know what we've lived with, misconceptions for too long and it's about time these damn walls come knocking down so
0: well and i never thought i would thank glee for shining light on everyone's plight but i guess it really did what it needed to do for the time yeah as uh, members uh, as a member of the lgdp LGBT, lgbtq2 plus community especially growing up you always wait to see representation of yourself in some forms of media and we're hearing it now with all aspects of society be it race be it ability uh gender sexual identity everything everyone is wanting some kind of representation because they want to see themselves and so any time that, as a gay man growing up, being able to see other gay things on television, it was, it automatically, like, that. that's like, okay, that's what it has to be. That's, I'm finally seeing my authentic self, and that's what it, that's what it would be. Unfortunately, a lot of those stereotypes were written by straight people, Thinking that this is what gay people should be like, so it's it kind of it was a it was a catch twenty two because we were being shown the stereotypes that straight people thought we were, so that's what we became because that's what the only kind of thing that we saw, and I'm sure that anyone else in a marginalized role would also be able to feel that same thing through any media, uh, oh. and it's it's very difficult to actually see unless you aren't in the majority
1: right um, i guess that's where that's where the whole i guess let's let's, suppose let's face it this way women regardless gay straight whatever you want to call them right the mansplaining effect well yeah. here we are straight people explaining gay life to gays like so yeah, yes. for the straight-splaining but here you go. <laughs> and i think there's just been a lot Well, there's been there's been a lot of that. And I think a lot of myself included all had to go through a learning phase where we had to kind of have our worlds deconstructed. And when you're faced with new evidence, right, you can either sit there, accept it, think, ponder it, accept it, or you can bury your head in the sand and be like, no, I refuse. No, I refuse to accept it. I refuse to do this. I refuse to do this. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with what I know and and be and and be safe but i find that this is just my own take on things i find those that are some can be some of the biggest critics or biggest adversaries of any community are those who like i say like the dave like the dave karofsky's of the world trying to figure themselves out and then not realizing that what you're actually fighting is a, a version of yourself you're not you're not okay with
0: yeah
1: finding you're seeing yourself in somebody else and it's not so much the other person in front of you you're fighting with it is you and I know for myself and I know for me growing up I didn't understand like I was raised in rural Alberta mm-hmm. I was raised then I moved to Red Deer when I was like 13 14 mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. yeah I was yeah red deer was was fun in its own ways um uh-huh. well no i got to see i got to see europe and i got to see europe in the marching band so there you go so that was kind oh, of fun. Right. yeah but you still had a very closed view of the world i went to a cat i went to a catholic high school well that kind of did some that kind of did some wonders uh-huh. yeah but in but it was that type of perception back in the late 90s early 2000s that role that shaped my world for a couple of years and I didn't know how to react because I'll tell you it was I had no interest in getting married I had no interest in being intimate with anybody I had no interest in all this stuff I was a music geek I was a people person like these are the things I did yeah these are things I enjoy and everyone just kind of no no this is who you are this is who you are and for about ten years or so, I believed it, but I didn't know what to do with it
0: yeah, yeah.
1: then, in a complete kind of weird twist of fate as you would allow it, then later on in life, I joined the uh join become a member of the l d s church oh there's another there's a can there's like candora's box <laughs> ready to burst right there we'll, yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute and how it kind of informed my allyship and but when I went to go serve a mission in Africa, and I went to the Ivory okay. Coast, I should be very clear about this, I actually served the mission in the Ivory Coast. And living in West Africa for the year I was there, well, that com- completely blew my whole world to, sh- to shit. Pardon my French. Of course, of it, blew, it just blew course. to shit. Yeah. It was exactly what was needed when it needed to happen. When I yeah. came home, I came home a very different person. I came home seeing the world in a very different lens. I started becoming aware of class consciousness, of what issues impacting race actually look like, different demographics, looking Mm -hmm. for that representation. That all started to come to a head in around 2013, 2014, when I learned firsthand about how years of apathy, Or silence, because it wasn't like never aggressive or hostile. It was quiet, it was indifference. I learned how the indifference did more harm than anything, Mm -hmm. is when it's kind of like, okay, here's your quote unquote come to Jesus moment. What are you going to do with it? Like, that's when my, I guess the facade I put around myself is just being, well, live and let live. When it moved from the world of tolerance, to the world of acceptance Yeah. because as a kid i was a lot more accepting of the world it was during my adolescence where things kind of shut down you try and fit in as best as you can yeah you, you were. i was a loner in school loner you no know, very few friends tried my best to fit in with everyone else's view and it never quite jived so i learned firsthand what apathy can what apathy can do and then it's like okay well what are you going to do are you going to sit there and continue to be apathetic Or are you going to actually be your authentic self? And are you going to remember that as a kid, you loved and wanted to treat everybody with respect, kindness, dignity, and stuff like that? When are you going to recover that? When Mm -hmm. are you going to knock your ass and recover it? And that's when the light bulb, like that proverbial light bulb went off. That's when I knew that, no, there's been some, uh, there's some things that I'm going to atone for or make up for for the rest of my life. That's why I don't like using the term, for me anyway, I hate using the term ally because I never feel worthy of it. I never feel deserving of it. And I'm never going to actually impose it on myself. Like I know I did a few seconds ago and I was like a little slip, so I apologize for that. But I don't use it unless someone in the community uses it in context. Okay. something that can come and it can be revoked but it's the com- but it's the me- but it's the community with whom I'm supporting and working with that gets to determine that, not mm-hmm. me. All I can be is who I am, and I find if you continue or you choose to believe yourself, always trying to live up to that aspiration, never in your I'm trying to say I don't want to sound all philosophical and <laughs> go right go seven ways to Sunday here. Yeah, but I find that if you assume a title that isn't necessarily yours to assume it's just going to cause a lot of problems your ego is mm-hmm. going to take over you're self, your self-important your self bread. yeah your self-satisfaction is going to be what comes to driving force instead of actually doing good so therefore my commitment is you do good you take care of people you stand up and you use your voice you use that privilege the way mm-hmm. it's used for good mm-hmm. and then the community can say hey thank you for being this way, but it's an ongoing process and it'll be an ongoing process until the day I die.
0: Yeah. There's so many things that we have to unpack there. (laughs) There was just like a whole litany of things that was just in that. But I think like one thing, like way back at the beginning, you said you learned the difference between acceptance and just either what tolerance and apathy and all that stuff. And I think that for the longest time, like all the way when we were, when the the GSD community is just sitting there fighting for their rights, it is, we were okay with people being tolerant and accepting us as long as they weren't actively antagonizing us. Now, you know, we're kind of there, we're 90% of the way, so that's not good enough anymore, and... What we are looking for is allyship. And I think the biggest hump that we need to get over is the fact that when we, as the queer community, realize and find people like you who know that there is a difference between the acceptance that is of normal years gone by and actual understanding, that's, Uh, uh, like the world of difference and automatically we should seek you out as an ally. So I think just in my head, I, I would call you that anyways. So I, I don't know if you have, you put it on a different standard for what we would, we would just want you to be there to support us, not to be, which maybe you think you need to be the Joan of Arc in order to actually use that name as a shield, but no, it's um, anyone who's going to stand there with us and support us in our fight or help us is what I would consider an ally. And then just going from that, it's how you, how would you perceive in being um, the perfect ally within the community?
1: You know what? That's a really good question, and I wish I had a really good answer for you. I think it's it's a yeah. Like I'm trying to stammer over words because that's a really that's mm-hmm. a good. No one's ever asked me that before. But I think part of it is the fact that if I being a person of faith, being someone who goes to church and professes mm-hmm. that we have a belief in loving our creator and then loving human beings as ourselves, right? Yeah. I think that that big, huge thing there is that unconditional unconditional love, that yeah. unconditional support. I think for me, it's like looking past, looking past everyone's little social quirks and little idiosyncrasies. It's like, you know what, you'll never find, you'll never find me engaging someone in a conversation about, okay, well, let's use well, let's, I don't know what to talk about. You know what we can talk about. You know what? Let's say, oh, let's find find your neighborhood glory hole or something like that. You'll never find me really engaging someone in a deep dive that way. But I understand- Which is strange what? that you're
0: talking to me because yeah. I know where my neighborhood glory hole is. But there you go.
1: Whatever. But anyway, but, my, but my, <laughs> well, my thing is that, it's like for some people, they're okay having those conversations. For me, I think, okay, you know what? That's someone's private affair. And you know what? It's not, it's, not my, it's not my cup of java, but if it's yours, then you do you. And But at the end of the day, little quirks like that, because we all have them, trust me. i got plenty mm-hmm. of them here. We can dissect them. Go, we'd be here for hours talking about my stupid, crazy straight quirks, and it would bore you to tears, or, might, or it might make you laugh. I don't know which. But I think at the end of the day, as it comes down to it, is that if someone's going to harass you, belittle you, criticize you, demean you for your just because you exist, no, 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 no. Then the little quirks and idiosyncrasies don't matter. What matters yeah. there and here and now is you're a human being that needs to be valued, cared, loved, and accepted. And if we're not standing up and protecting you, then we have no right to ask someone to protect us. Yeah. And I find there it's like, no, that's where when the chips are down, that's what that that that's what really matters. If you're gonna to come to me and say I need to talk, I need to listen, I need someone to listen to me, it's like you can tell me whatever it is you want to tell me, and I'll listen. I may not necessarily understand it all. Uh-huh. I may get like sometimes incredibly awkward, maybe sometimes, but it's like this. this but I hear, need to hear, 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 it's about that empathy. It's about that relationship. It's about that friendship. Those bonds those that there's more that bring us together than keep us apart yeah so i also think too in recognizing that if someone's rights are being questioned or validity put in check then you recognize that you know what i come from a very i come from a position of privilege if we're gonna if we were gonna throw that around and we're gonna sit there and cloak ourselves in that self-righteousness that oh we have it then it's like, well, you damn well better use it for what it's intended. Otherwise, you could, otherwise you shouldn't be you shouldn't even be talking about it at all. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we could flip the whole we can flip the whole conversation. And there's things that impede that could impede my existence, my rights. In let's put it this way, in my church, uh, my wife and I, we can't have kids. We can't have them. We miscarried. Mm. We miscarried four kids. We reading. did not live up to that ideal, that cultural tab- yeah. cultural ideal. And we're deemed as pariahs. And they, it's like, well, I'm sorry. Sorry that we can't, that we, we can't have children. But it doesn't yeah. make me any less of a person. Yeah. So when I listen to people be boneheads, and there's plenty of them and there's plenty of them in the straight world that are absolutely <clears throat> i start throwing things like that at them i say consider yourself in their shoes find the things that bother you the most and you wish people cared about you more than they do right now and then amplify it amplify that feeling by like a thousand yeah. and that's what a whole that's what a whole community is like my particular beef with my church these days is we are, a, we were founded on a faith that was persecuted, that was chased across the country, where mm-hmm. our people were tarred, feathered, raped, killed, imprisoned, just for being themselves. Okay? So we go, we move west, all them funky, the Donner Party does what the Donner Party does, and I don't freaking want to go there, and them eat, them all eat each other. But they settle down... <clears throat> Settle down in Utah, then they go and go north, go south type of ideas. We settle, life goes on, things calm down. But then there's so many that still think, oh, it's about that persecution mode. Oh, it's about that mentality, that victim mentality, that victim complex. But it's like, no, guys. It's like we don't have the mobs at our doors anymore. The last I know, no one's getting tart or feathered anytime in the 21st century. No one's demanding that our buildings get shut down our temples get destroyed blah 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 but yet here we are discriminating and being jackasses to people who have to who are in some cases resorting to putting paper bags over their head because they can't be they can't risk being seen mm-hmm. it's Like, how is that fair how is that right from a and this is a, from a faith that Grew out of persecution into acceptance, we should be the first ones in line to defending your right yeah. and your acceptance and your your ability <clears throat> to exist as people right like we yeah, should be-
0: but instead you feel that it's like the persecutors have become the, per- no, the persecutees have become the persecutors
1: yeah, I do and i and i know I know that that gets me into a lot of trouble with a lot of people, but i don't mm. i'm not backing down from that
0: and I think that that's actually a, a very Important distinction that you can still respect someone and not follow and not believe what they believe or not agree with what they agree with. It's
1: uh,
0: It it might be the society that we're in where it's very polarizing and it's always an us or them kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So that way if you... If you're not with me, you're against me. And we've really lost that kind of, uh, like, where's the discord? Where is us actually being able to talk about it? Uh, Like you said, as soon as you started to raise any kind of, uh, you, you wanted to, like, say, hey, maybe he's not right. You were shut down because you were, you know, you're not allowed to disagree with them like yes you are this is what this is what the human race should all be you're allowed to disagree with people it doesn't mean you're not okay with them existing
1: oh yeah absolutely like i look back and say i'm a i'm an amateur church history buff okay so <laughs> i've done a lot of my own history work which is why a lot of my positions are informed from historical context yeah so if people remembered their own their own history, or at least my my Latter Day Saint community remembered their own history, they would know that from from the pulpits you'd have leaders like Joseph Smith, the first one. He would criticize people that he chose to serve with him. He's like, no, you're wrong. You sit in your wrongness and you be wrong. And you know what? Joseph Smith, for all the good he did, he did some boneheaded things too. Yeah something in our church that people forget and i wish they would remember more of it because it might actually you know help moderate this conversation especially as it's not going away and i hope to hell it doesn't go away and it only gets louder because it's going to force us to actually confront our past somebody once said someone's only speaking with the voice of god until they're not yeah it's like if something, and we talked, like if something is uplifting, if it's inspiring, if it's motivating, if it's encouraging, loving, all those godly attributes, then you can say with reasonable degree, if you are a believer that came from, it came from the Almighty. Yeah. If it demeans, if it criticizes, if it hurts, if it persecutes, if it shames, pretty sure it's not from him. Because that does not quite, it's not quite how it works. Yeah and when you got guys when you got kids down on this campus on this on this church university spewing crap on instagram how um i don't even want to use the word how beep's will go to hell yeah. i'm like wow bravo you just like set back any progress has been done for years congratulations dipshit
0: <laughs> oh yeah and they're just going to uh Going back to like Brigham Young, I think uh, the uh, the issue that we always face, and I think we kind of touched on it like way back at the beginning is that it, uh, this kind of thing is a learned behavior where um, it's like, this is what we, this is what we've seen. So this is what we portray. So this is what the next generation learns as something else. Right. So it's very difficult for these people to grow if Their stereotypes and what their representation is is not valid. It is steeped in some deep kind of inequality. So, it's uh, what I fear for is the fact that there is going to be some queer youth that have to go to BYU and live in this shadow of everyone being okay quote-unquote with uh, what is being said because like they what other choice do they have they they're good little mormons or whatever and they will go to byu because that's where they're supposed to go
1: yeah and it's only because their mom it's only because their mom and dad or bishop tell them to where it should really be like when i look at the school like don't get me wrong if if people were actually looking at the it actually had video for this recording and saw my office right now like i got a whole bunch of utah and byu stuff here in my office like again i can separate the intent of the university yeah from people who go there yeah but and and i think you call- also
0: have it like nestled right beside your pride flag that you've got on your office like yeah, right I- on your counter as well yeah so right. it, it's yeah. like i can see it and it's weird to me, and that's where I think I want to go back to. Like, not that I would do it, but like, you walk into my house or you walk into my office, I don't usually like proudly display straight "quote unquote" paraphernalia. Right. Um, like, I'm not gonna have like a, a, a hockey jersey or a beer stein. I don't know what like what do straight people like use to decorate? I don't know. A moose head. No. There we go. Like that's
1: stupid garden gnomes. <laughs>
0: Uh, hey I actually have some garden gnomes but they're super gay um, <laughs> right they have to be yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't see it in my office but I do appreciate that your office it's there although is that kind of the automatic connotation because I see that um, I, I will see the pride flag and I will automatically assume that uh, you're you understand us because you're one of us have you actually run into that ever
1: No, you know what? And I, no, I don't. I haven't run into, well, actually, no, let me be, let me be clear. I (laughs) have definitely been hit on by a bunch of gay men in the past. Some of them are, some of them have made for some very interesting stories. And some of them I look back years later and I can't help but laugh and chuckle. And I'm like, I'm sure, and I said to them, like, I'm flattered, but. You, know, you, you need to go find. You need to go to the next person because yeah. they're just as good looking, and they might be a little bit more receptive. But unfettered yeah. nonetheless.
0: Yeah. So let I, me give you this guy's number. He knows where his glory hole is. So yeah, it's you like, can there definitely you go. go
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what? He'll make. He's like he'll give. He'll 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 give you the eggplant experience you're looking for. And exactly. You won't find it. You won't you won't find it here. No. However, no. Uh, when I having it up here. Is I declaring my office to be a safe space? That is my that's my that's my declaration. That it's a safe space. It doesn't go anywhere. It stays there. Um, and you know what? I work in an I work in an industry that is very not well represented by the LGBTQ2S+ plus community. I work in transportation. Uh-huh. I'm a yeah. safety officer. I deal with truckers, and I figured you know what? I'm gonna make my stand. And I'm going to have an inclusive environment mm-hmm. for people to be to be them to be themselves here. Yeah. No, if, no, no if, ands, or buts. I don't know if anyone else will do it, but by hell or high water, I will. Because yeah. it has to start with somebody.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's exactly, for me, I, I completely agree with you there. Because that's what I feel uh, intrinsically in me as well. Everyone knows that for the past few years, I've been painting my nails because it's something that I like to do, but it's also, it's a visual indication all the time that I am different than everyone else. So if you are different and you feel uncomfortable, you can talk to me. Like, and it's at the beginning, I was uncomfortable, but now it's just all the time. I'm like, I'm so used to it that if you can't, if no one can deal with it, then I don't have time for you uh i've never actually thought about it how what that actually takes because my brother and my husband are always like we're so proud of you for actually doing that because we know it takes guts i'm like it doesn't take guts i just have to take time to paint my nails but when i see you and then i see your pride flag on the back like on your desk like i know that as a straight identifying individual that take balls like that is a ballsy move because I know you're just trying to say, hey, it's a safe space. Like, I'm a safe person. You can, it, it's, it's not a thing. It, very similar to things that we are doing. Right. So I'm, I can see it with you. I know that it is, you might think it's insignificant, but it actually is a big deal. Not to you, but maybe someone even just passing by your office, knowing that it's there. Yeah. So even just going back way, way back at the beginning when you're like, I don't want to consider myself an ally. I literally am telling you right now that by you planting that flag on your desk, you are automatically an ally, Like that's what it is. You are saying to, especially if it's in like a trucking company, cause I'm just imagining all these greasy men in like their hard hats walking in. First of all, I thought it was a porn second. Now it's actually your office um that it like this is a, it's a big thing if you want the link i will totally send it to you it's amazing uh and it's like just being able to see that cuz you know they don't see it in their a lives and they don't have to be confronted with it because they who knows what kind of circles they run in but it's just it's just that's the whole thing and it's weird because i actually know cuz i i work on the other end of like we receive trucks all the time at my look at my job and right. one of the drivers that we had actually went through transition so yeah. i remember them as a before they started transitioning and then yeah. now i know them as uh, at the end of their transition and she is so happy that this was her life but i could not imagine what it took for her to go through this and still keep stay as a trucker the entire time. Like kudos to her. Like that is insane to me, but I think we all forget that we, we might be in the fight, but we could always all be allies to each other. I don't understand what it's like to be a trans individual. I just don't know. So Sometimes I also feel that I want to be like there for the trans community, but yeah. i don 't know what they 're going through, so I need to ask what do you need for me, and then I will do it and it 's pretty much the same thing that you 're doing you 're not part of the gay community, but you 're asking what you can what you can do for us because you don 't understand what it is that we 're lacking so it 's amazing for me to see. People wanting to help and wanting to stand by, beside us and oh, for sure so it's such a big deal
1: yeah and I think it's we and to be perfectly fair and I've never really shied from it like if you if you see some of the stuff I've put on my own YouTube like one of my first videos I talked about back in January where I acknowledged the fact that there were years where I actually questioned my identity and went through that went through that soul search and figured out that's like okay maybe not quite this, maybe not quite that, but this is how I identify myself now. So although I can't say with 100% accuracy that I know exactly what everyone's going through, I know that that journey of self-discovery and figuring out who you are mm-hmm. is so critical. And it's at a time where you are potentially at your most vulnerable. Yeah, Because now you're just uh, subjected to whatever comes your way and you have to decide or understand is this actually me is this what someone's expectation of me is so on and so forth i'm doing that now just recently learning that while well, i was diagnosed with high functioning adhd and learning that okay all the past habits quirks whatever you want to call them were in or rea- in many regards reactionary to those coping mechanisms i developed in childhood and didn't know mm-hmm. i did it so it's a whole new world. Understanding people think like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're just different. You're just weird. And I'm like, well, true. I'm not going to deny that. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, no. I recognize that if I cling to, unlike a topic or a subject with such fierce devotion, like it could be, well, as but this way, it could be like how a Joker described in The Dark Knight. I've got a I'm like a dog with a card. Like if I I don't know what to do I I would catch it. But you just Mm -hmm. have to go and get it. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. But I could could, let go of that idea. Or I'll take you on many different tangents, like I'll go all a whole new world on a conversation and say, Come on, this carpet ride, we'll figure this out along the way. (laughs) And be like, What just happened here? Yeah. Yeah. No, you just got you just got the montage of my life. There you go. Enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Or little things people uh, react differently or outrage or whatever recognizing those things about me only is going to make me a stronger person and i find that is like but it's also embracing the uniqueness embracing you for your authentic self and i find that that's where going back to our conversation of why we're here on the concept on the conversation of allyship Mm -hmm. where, where my where my straight peeps need to recognize it's like you know what these are authentic people being their authentic selves they're not forcing anything on you it's never forced it's never you're never coerced all that stuff like that like hell that's not reality that is fantasy that is delusion and that's your own insecurity coming back and biting you in the ass yeah like no, like that's where it has to stop. If people can ri- start recognizing individuals for their uh, their authenticity, mm-hmm. soon realize it's like, oh, hey, the road to acceptance is not as hard as some people make it out to be. Yeah. But we choose to we choose to confound it by adding all sorts of subtext and layers and implied meanings where none actually exist. Yeah, the stories we tell become when truth becomes legend. Everyone prints the legend it's yeah. like no, no 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 let's go back to the truth yeah. and that's where i'm a center lefty progressive gay supporting mormon there you go <laughs> uh, still as a cisgender married straight guy
0: so yeah
1: perfect uh, you if, if you had
0: a dating sorry contradiction if you had a dating profile that's what we put you as but, What's that? Sorry? You know, if you had a dating profile that's what we put you as yeah yeah but he's married sorry ladies
1: um, <laughs> but and, uh, you know, but i guess it's a contradiction people don't see that people don't expect it so when they're faced with it it's like i don't know how to deal with you i'm like yeah, deal yeah deal with it you can't piss off like yeah no and i
0: and i get that because i think that uh it's uh, like you like us people yeah. will put you in a box as soon as you slap the label like mormon on you that will automatically mean a whole slew of things. Yeah. uh, Typically. So um, I don't want to say that you're ostracized for your religion or persecuted, but you can almost understand what, because I'm sure you've come up against that, where people automatically find out that this is your religion, so they assume that you are going to be just like everybody else.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, hey, I've had... I, when I first when I forayed the world into – I don't want to talk really too much politics because, again, that's another rabbit hole. You just don't want to go down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. When, I, when, I when I started making some of those forays into different social circles than what I was used to four or five years ago, people didn't know how to take. People didn't know how to take or read or understand where I was coming from. But then I received an email one day from a friend of mine. He's like, I really appreciate you being you. You've opened yeah. my eyes to a whole misunderstanding or a whole different understanding of who folks like yourselves are. And his partakes we were talking about, we were talking faith. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm a proud atheist. I don't, I have no use for religion. And I had a general disdain for Mormons. But if there are more Mormons like you out there, then I'm sorry I've been so disdainful because you're someone I can really get along with. Yeah. So in my own efforts to advocate, like advocate for communities in which I want to support, I'm being me. I can I won't shy. I won't shy away from that fact. I won't shy away from the fact that my faith informs my decisions to stand up for the LGBTQ2S plus community. Mm-hmm. My faith informs the fact that I decide to be an absolute. Uh, well, in my own sense, I get to be an absolute rebel. And my first pride parade I marched in in 2017. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, had my, I had my nice BYU hat on. I got photos to prove it. Like I'm sitting there <laughs> right there. And it's like, geez, if people saw that, it'd be like, what the hell? And I got mm-hmm. a couple of what the hell moments. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I being me, you don't like yeah. it. That's your problem. It's not mine. Yeah. I, my stance is here. Like I'll make the stand. It's like, yeah, I am who I am. And these peeps are my peeps, and I'm going to take care of them, and I'm going to and I'm going to uplift them. You have an issue with that? Go to your corner, stay there, you know, sashay sashay away because I don't really mm-hmm. want right now. And that's all we can actually
0: ask. I think that we want to make sure that you know who you are. That way, you can help us. We don't expect you to understand everything that we're going through, but I think it's, it's the same thing with family. Like you don't, you might know them, but you do you really know them? That kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, Now I I do want to wrap it up just to let everyone um, all muddled in their head. Um, Now that we've gone through all that and you've heard everything that we've said, would you change what you think an ally is? What your definition of ally is? I think I
1: would definitely. I would definitely change my perception, but I wouldn't change my resolution the fact that you know what i appreciate you declaring like you're an ally and i appreciate that
0: but at the same time and i'm not all i'm not the queen of all gays it is true i have not knighted you as an ally but
1: there you go but i'm just saying but i appreciate i appreciate that label and i appreciate that compliment but i also know that that compliment can things can be given and things can be taken away that allyship is not a flash in the pan thing, oh, you've done it and you're done. No. Yeah. It's an everyday, it's in your whole life recognizing that until the day comes where everyone is truly equal and truly accepting, the fight doesn't the fight doesn't stop. And like I say, it's I will take the community's lead because that is. That's what servant That's what servant leadership is. You mm-hmm. don't serve from the front. It's you serve from the back. You help uplift others. And then at the end, those who you're serving are the ones that are going to be like, hey, this guy, he's okay. Or this guy, now nah, we don't want him here. So I serve at the community's leisure, the discretion, how you want. Whether you want me to say something. Whether you say, no, we don't need your voice right now. But thank you all the same. Mm-hmm. And... That's just how it's supposed to go because it's. I don't have the right to come and swoop in like an avenging angel or a Joan of Arc to yeah. protect. I, say, I guess if you're going to have some fun here, your guests might find appreciate. I'm not here to sweep down like an avenging angel to save the gays. That's yeah. not. No, because that's not because you don't want that. That's not, no. that's not it. My job is hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm your friend. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for you. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna have. We're gonna have some good times. Crack a couple jokes, and then ultimately, if you need me, I'll be there to lift you up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, that, and and realistically, like that's like I said, that's exactly what we're looking for, right? In an ally, like to us, that is, um, like really, like I would see consider that the pinnacle of everything that we are wanting an ally to be. Um, what would you say to another person that is on, on the fence? I, I don't even know how you would not be an ally or not, but is trying to be an ally to the LGBTQ2+, oh, I can never say it myself, the GSD community.
1: If I were to tell someone who is fake, trying to figure out what that actually looks like, what that support actually looks like, what I would tell them is like, you know what? Listen. Just listen. You're given one mouth and two ears for a reason. Sit down, listen. This isn't about you. That's the other thing I would tell them. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about them. And also, too, I would tell them, understand that they're speaking from a place, sometimes of pain, sometimes of hardship. No one is saying you specifically did this to them. It is a broad spectrum you
0: yeah big why not little y.
1: there you go yeah big why not there you go i i i like that and recognize that it's their lived experience and then i would tell them okay now thinking now turn it on yourself think about when you felt downbeaten think about when you've hurt think about that recognize that recognize those feelings and then realize that now how you want it to be treated is how you can now go and treat someone else. I know it sounds more mechanical and maybe a lot more jargony than I would w- would have wanted to say here, but honestly, once you can actually put yourself in put yourself in someone else's shoes, mm-hmm. it takes away a lot of the barriers. It takes away a lot of the har- of the questions and i'll be and i'll and i'll be candid with you i didn't know if i was ever going to march in a pride parade you won my come to reality moment to decide i was going to do that was when i was in indiana in 2017 laying my best friend to rest like Mm -hmm. i'm literally standing over his open grave and he like myself he was a well he was a married mormon but very misunderstood by so many people mm-hmm. and he had his own demons and people ostracized him and people everything like that and i remember in between crying that i taught had a little one-on-one at his at his uh grave and i promised him that i would always be there for someone who needed help and i would honor his example to me because he saved me when i needed saving the most Mm -hmm. and i would pay that and i would pay that forward and then like a light bulb going off it's like no this is the community you need to be there for right now if you're going to make it if you're going to make amends for years of apathy and silence this is where you need to be start listening go to work realize that this is that you're now in you're now in this fight and you're going to, and you're going to, and you're going to take their lead. But that was, but that was that pinnacle last, that was like the nail, that was the, that, that was the cherry on top. That's when yeah. I knew, okay, this cake was, this cake was ready, was ready to be eaten. And the, and the quest was about to start. Mm-hmm. So like I say, and I would tell someone that's like, find that moment. Like, think about your own life. Think about when... You were at the lowest of your lows and how somebody lifted you up. Now look at an entire demographic that has been waiting for people to lift them up. Amplify their voices to let people know, say, hey, these are human beings that deserve our acceptance, our love, and our unconditional support. Now go out there and do it.
0: Yeah. I I think because everything you're saying is great. And I think a lot of people are thinking, well, you know – They're equal to us, and they're not so downtrodden. Um, And I want to say it's like the uh, GSD community, like with a big C. And that's, like, worldwide. Like, this is in North America and in Europe, we are, in theory, okay. We're, you know, we're not getting killed. We're not getting hunted down. We're not getting imprisoned but in other countries of the world, it's still happening. So we are definitely treated uh, five steps down as a less than than the actual regular population. So if we wanted to focus, just remember that there are still people out there that are in a really bad situation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can start here and use that USA. say we talked about that before using that privilege for good to strengthen and support and uplift those who don't have though who don't have those privileges yet then that's what we can do let's take it out let's take that let's take the conversation let's move it beyond one demographic let's move it to all 12 of them because there's still a lot of work to do you're right yeah
0: not wanting to make this like some kind of like Sally Struthers moment where we're like going to send money to like other parts of the world. Yeah. Um, I just think that let's just be grateful for what we have, what we can do and how we can help. And I think that is, especially for our lives in here, yeah. maybe we can be the change that the world needs, but let's just be the change that our world small w wants right now right yep. so with that i think i just want to thank you you were a wonderful guest <laughs> you uh followed me along on all of my random tirades and everything uh, now you did mention that you had a youtube channel what's it yep. all about give us some details about your info
1: well a little bit there about me quickly um i'm trying to build a little bit of a brand for myself i kind of put some inspirational messages out there uh some safety messages out there and the fact too that i'm actually you know competing at the age of almost 40 to compete in uh wrestling events down in the united states so some training videos in there so who knows some people might be like oh hello what do you t- oh let's find let's find out i'm like yeah guys there you go like enjoy the enjoy in- enjoy enjoy if you want Couple videos there from my referee, a couple re- re- or wrestling terms I refereed at too. So, just it's something I'm working on. I have not focused as much time as I'd like to on it. I've had other things going on, but that's what it's going to be. It's going to be messages of inspiration, messages on the world as we know it, uh, my job, my faith, my sport. What you're what you're going to find, like you're going to get, you're going to ca- uh, cacophony of it. I don't have time to do fancy editing i usually see after work the setting is what you see is what you get <laughs> and so
0: then they'll see the pride flag on the table
1: they will see the pride flag on Excellent. the table yeah okay. absolutely and yeah so no that is mine there i'll make sure that i get you the link so so i can actually give you a copy of the link so you can actually post it in your yeah. uh, comment box okay and i say i'm on i'm on twitter facebook uh linkedin so Depending on where where you're at, you're going to get a very different version. LinkedIn is very professional. Instagram is fun. I love pictures. I love taking pictures. My wife says I take too many damn pictures. I always have a camera in my hand. Never Uh, listen
0: to your wife. That's my uh, advice. Don't
1: follow my advice. Oh, I can't take that advice, Yoda. Sorry. That's when when I'm not going to follow. Oh, I know. Don't
0: don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Uh, I've ruined many marriages. Twitter is where my ranting. That's where my political rants are and then facebook's my all-around fun you'll get a cacophony of all of it rolled into one but yeah no they say reach out i'm welcome to listen welcome, welcome to hear people's thoughts welcome to hear people's criticisms too if they seem like you're uh whatever choose to whatever that's their that's their prerogative uh, you're always going to be the enemy in someone's book so but you know what i hope I hope i've been able to at least let people know that they're not they're not alone today and that every one of us can learn something and can grow on this journey and that if it can happen to one it can happen to everyone that the day of the day of full acceptance and that harmony is going to come so
0: and and yes uh, i agree and i thank you for that Uh, I think my hope for this episode is that I don't know how it possible some random straight person is just going to stumble upon this episode amidst all the other episodes where we are talking about glory holes. But (laughs) (laughs) so this is the one that they they choose that, and they finally are like, Hey, I want to be like that guy. And so uh, hopefully if it's my listeners and if it's someone that they want to reach out to and say, Uh, If, you know, if their parents or if their brothers or if one of their friends is struggling to be an ally and they just don't understand and they don't know where to start, but they want to, that's kind of what I would say, you know, it can all just start somewhere. Right. So that is what my goal for this episode was, because we can't make anyone just automatically become an ally. It just... Uh, and I don't want to lessen the fact that you had a traumatic experience and that's what kind of drove you to do it. But we all will have that kind of, uh, there's an have, awakening in all of it.
1: Yeah, we all have a story. And it's not so much where you were, it's where it's, where it's who you are becoming. Yeah. That's another and part of who you are becoming. Yeah. And that's, that's the important part. So, no, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time that you've given me to be on your program today. This has been a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure we could probably have a lot more and when we want to be a little less, less than formal. But anyway, at some point, yeah, I'd love to come back again and... Uh, of course. To more.
0: Um, I will... I, I always like having um, different guests on kind of a roundtable kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're friends with my, my arch nemesis in the podcast world, the other Chris Brown. So I will, we uh, will say we can all pit you guys against each other. Cause it's always a fun, fun game. Um, all right. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to be signing off. We will give you all these details, uh, later, um, in, in his box, which sounds weird that I'm stuffing your box, but I will not think about that. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. um, and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Just let's Thank you for listening to this episode of The Gay Agenda. Don't forget you can follow us all on the tweets, the instas, and on the Facebooks at The Gay Agenda YYC. If you like what we had to say, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all that fun jazz. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye! Bye. Love and light, bitches!